welcome back to Reasons to be Happy. I'm your host, Paula, and thanks so much for listening. The mission of this podcast is to inspire joy, focus on the light, and get good at feeling good. So with Valentine's Day coming up, I thought it would be appropriate to record an episode focusing on love, but specifically the love that you have for yourself. So the one I had alluded to in my title is in fact me. (laughs) Surprise! But yeah, I feel like there's a lot of talk these days about self-love and self-care, and I think it's a worthwhile topic to dive into. I personally have been on a self-love journey the past year, and I'm really doing my best to walk the talk. So I'd like to share my experiences with it and why I believe it matters. So today's essential questions are, what does self-love mean? How can we cultivate it? And why should we care? Before we get into the main topic, I want to spend some time sharing about where I'm at in my love life. And I have to say I'm a little nervous to share some of this. However, I am hoping that it connects with other people and I'm curious to see if this resonates with anyone else, some of the things that I've been feeling lately. So since my last long-term relationship ended, I've been on and off dating for about a year The past few months, I've actually been on a hiatus from dating, though, for several reasons, and I am wholeheartedly enjoying this season of singlehood. During this time, I've had a really big awakening. I've come to realize that modern dating is very tiring and requires a great deal of emotional bandwidth. Many of the men that I had met were nice people, but I never felt truly excited or invested if I'm being totally candid. First things first, I'm unconvinced about dating apps and whether they're a right fit for me. So I don't co-sign the hookup, instant gratification, instant boyfriend culture. I deleted the apps a few months ago and I feel a lot better for it. The amount of time and mental space I now have has been eye-opening. So to be honest, I'll be hard-pressed to get back on them. And I really don't want to knock anyone who is using the apps or finding success on it. Trust me, I was an avid swiper and a dater for years. It did lead me to have several relationships with people, which even though they ended, they did serve a purpose and I learned a lot about myself through them. I've also heard so many success stories from online dating, actually mostly from Match, which is interesting. However, for now, I'm okay with staying off of the apps. I would love to meet someone in person if that happens. I'm just kind of skeptical about dating apps, both in uh, business and also just kind of what they stand for. So I've come to realize too that for a man to be on an app where the woman has to make the first move like Bumble sometimes resulted in me having interactions with men who were in their feminine energy. And I had noticed a lot of men preferred for the woman to chase and validate them. And furthermore, I had felt like they were less likely to really spend the time courting you and establishing a commitment. It was just a very low stakes, low investment type of situation I was in with these guys. And then I had found that They were in this passive state, the entire situationship or even relationship if it developed to that stage. And I'm not saying that I'm not accountable for any of this. I now recognize some of the mistakes that I've made. For example, a couple of times a man had proposed a first date location that was very close and convenient to his apartment. 
And I then had to drive 30 plus minutes to meet him. And looking back, I feel like that wasn't a very considerate nor attractive thing for a guy to suggest. And I won't be doing that anymore. Anyway, in my experience and from the people that I've talked to about this, dating apps can leave men and women very frustrated and drained because they're not leading to natural, organically developing relationships. And I also am speaking specifically of heterosexual relationships, by the way. So for me, I desire a man to make the first move, take that initiative, make the plan, and really set the tone. And men I've dated off of the apps tend to be looking for women to affirm them, And unfortunately, the guys I've met lean immature. I had noticed patterns with a few men I've dated that they just weren't very motivated or ambitious. I had heard someone say that these swiping apps tend to be a breeding ground for men who lack normal social skills and who lean narcissistic, which (laughs) sounds pretty harsh, but it kind of reminded me of some of the stories that I've heard, like Tinder Swindler and West Elm Caleb. Um, And of course, take all of this with a grain of salt because I do not want to generalize. Not all men, of course, are this way. And this is just from my individual experience and in conversations I've had with some girlfriends who are in these streets trying to date stand-up guys. I'll also add that dating apps, they are an enterprise. They're a business. They're a money-making organization. And they're there to stay in business. So they aren't necessarily vested in their clients in the daters finding successful relationships and getting rid of the apps. So there is that angle too that I'm also cautious about. The other piece of all of this, of where I'm at in my love life, is that I'm really happy and so good on my own right now. And I say that without a hint of irony. I fully mean it. I've come to accept now that it's going to take a very unique guy for me to leave my state of singlehood. I am very much single by choice and I'm happy waiting to meet that person. And I'm also at peace with potentially never meeting that person. I really am, which is so crazy to think about because if you had asked me that a couple of years ago, I would have never responded this way. I was laser focused on getting a boyfriend, getting married, having children, but I guess my eyes are just becoming more open and I'm envisioning a life for myself that's really fulfilling and happy and rich and it doesn't necessarily involve marriage or children which is wild to me that I'm even saying this out loud. Statistics have shown too that the happiest people on earth are actually unmarried women who do not have children and yet still society has pushed the idea on us that We have to get married and have kids in order to make us fulfilled and happy as people. And the single by choice option means you're a spinster, you're a crazy cat lady. And I refuse with my whole heart to subscribe to that narrative. I just won't. Societal norms have been conveyed to women for so long due to the fact that women were inferior to men. Women couldn't get a degree or a decent paying job. They couldn't earn their own money and buy a house They couldn't have a child without a man. Women used marriage as a way to essentially move out of their parents' home. And obviously that's not the case anymore. Women are independent, educated, successful, free-thinking badasses. And I believe the institution of marriage is becoming outdated and irrelevant. Women do not need marriage for security. There isn't this financial or even a biological need to get married. We can want marriage, but not need it. So for me to get married, it's going to take a very exceptional man who elevates me and my life. 
because I have found, once again, I'm stressing that this is from my experience, so obviously this does not apply to everyone, but the men I've dated and been in relationships with did not enhance my life or support my growth. Simply put, I thrive when I'm single. I do not thrive as an individual when I'm in a relationship. And that could very well be because I've been in the wrong relationships and I recognize that. I hold myself accountable to that. But I've had enough experiences with men to know now that about myself. So I have become very discerning about what type of man I am going to invite into my life. And for the most part, it's not men's fault. I believe young men are not raised or socialized or taught to be emotionally open and honest. There are unfortunate stigmas around that. And so they lack the skills that women really need to feel understood and cared for. And women are much more attuned to that way of communication. And by the way, if you're a guy listening, this might sound really harsh and I apologize. And I know a lot of great guys out there. However, it's mostly the women who I found are the ones that are interested in personal development, therapy, counseling, spiritual growth. And for whatever reason, many men are not. They're more comfortable in the status quo and not pushing themselves through the discomfort of looking at their own shit and growing through that. And I'm going to be really vulnerable right now, but lately I've been wondering if I'm ever going to be loved by a man in the way I desire to be loved. I crave something deeper for myself. And I'm not saying that from a place of cynicism or that I'm jaded about dating because the truth is I'm actually pretty hopeful about love and I stay pretty open and optimistic to it. But I'm just not seeing it in the men I've dated. And I stay hopeful that one of the guys I meet will be different. I've just come now to this point in my self-love journey where I know what I deserve and I know that I can give so much to that person But I no longer want to give that to someone who isn't capable, whether it's their fault or not, to reciprocate that. I want a guy to match my love in a way that feels authentic to me. Like I want genuine care and real, true, unconditional love. And I found that a lot of the guys that I've dated, they want someone who's fitting that role of a feminine woman. Like I've definitely felt that pressure to express my femininity and be that person who they enjoy being around, they enjoy my company. They're not necessarily taking the time to really learn about me and love me as a human in that really deep way. And I say this with full responsibility of knowing that I've stepped into that role and conformed myself to be that person. So it takes two to tango and I totally get that. However, I've just felt that the men I've gone on dates with didn't really exhibit the capacity to fully see me and appreciate the different internal facets of who I am. And what I mean by that is men not really asking the deeper questions, not really actively listening or remembering the small details or acting in really thoughtful ways. Sometimes their humor felt off to me and some of the conversation felt forced or superficial and it just wasn't in alignment with who I am. And it's weird because I honestly do feel like the conversations that I have with my girlfriends and my sisters are so much more profound. So I know what that feels like to have those really deep connections. And when I'm dating men, maybe it's just because of who I am picking. So I totally own that, but they just weren't on that level. So right now I'm happily decentering men from my life. And I have felt like there's so much more time and 
mental energy for me to pursue my own goals and prioritize myself, spend time with myself, enjoy my own company, and spend time with people that I really care about. So all of this is to say that I think it's so wonderful that for people who are in happy marriages, who are in fulfilling relationships that work, I admire them. And honestly, it would be wonderful for me to get to that point. However, sometimes I question whether it's for me. I don't want a performative type of relationship where I'm expected to fit into a very feminine role because I just want to be me. (laughs) Is that a crazy thought? I don't even know anymore. Um, So please DM me if any of this speaks to you. Like I said, this is where I'm at right now. I'm not one to never say never. I'm pretty flexible in my thinking. I am very open to changing my mind. So I'm not ruling out marriage or maybe even trying dating apps again, although that might take a little bit more persuading. But for now, this is where I'm at. So if you are happily dating someone or in a relationship on this Valentine's Day, I am genuinely happy for your happiness. You deserve to be with someone amazing who compliments you. And that's fantastic. Enjoy the day. Love being loved. Embrace it. Keep doing what you're doing. If you are single on Valentine's Day, just remember that happiness and joy does not necessarily come from being in a relationship. I know firsthand relationships are work, and of course, they can be great and rewarding. However, it's not always as it appears. There are unfortunately many men and women who are struggling in their relationships because They're having doubts and they're trying to find ways to convince themselves to stay. They might be tolerating a lot of stuff that dims their light. One of my favorite songs that I listened to on repeat last spring when I was really going through it was John Mayer's Age of Worry. There is a part of the song where he goes, don't be scared to walk alone. Don't be scared to like it. And I cannot tell you how impactful that was. It really struck a chord and honestly still does. One last thing for my single people listening always be a little skeptical of those long lovey-dovey Valentine's Day posts on Instagram with the long captions because they are not to be trusted. Um, kidding, but not really. Anyway, let's get into self-love. First of all, what is it? So self-love is what happens when you fully appreciate and embrace who you are. When you love yourself, you treat yourself with compassion and respect. You demonstrate self-discipline and you take steps to cultivate inner growth and acceptance. Self-love is a product of the actions that you take that promote your emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being. We can expand our self-love when we take those actions and we practice positive self-talk as it allows us to really embrace our weaknesses as well as our strengths. We aren't hard on ourselves when we make mistakes and we don't fixate on our shortcomings. We have compassion for ourselves and we accept our flaws as just any other part of who we are. We're grounded in our life purpose and the values that we have. And when I love myself, I expect fulfillment through myself, not others. I don't really seek validation from others because that's already really stable and secure within me. And I trust myself. I trust my decision-making abilities. I believe that I know what's best for myself, even if it's maybe the unpopular thing to do. And even if other people are projecting their own fears or insecurities onto me, I am really listening to myself and to my own instinct. I think self-trust is a big pillar of self-love. Now, true self-love can take years to cultivate. I know that from personal experience, it's not easy and it's not necessarily innate. Also, self-love doesn't mean I just feel great all the time because that's not practical. Self-love isn't just feeling good all the time about myself. For example, I can temporarily feel 
annoyed that I did something stupid, yet I still love myself at the same time. Think about your parents or your sister or brother who maybe has done something to let you down. Do you still love that person? Like, of course you do. So it's kind of the same with yourself. You can forgive yourself just like you forgive others. And you can consider your needs and take actions to support your well-being and get you back into a good place. We have to grow and nurture it through actions and the thoughts that we have about ourselves. So to get to that point, I want you to imagine how you would talk to a close friend or family member. How would you show concern and love for that person? What might you suggest that they do for themselves? So if you know how to love others, you can love yourself too. This brings me to my next point. Why should you care about self-love? Honestly, the reasons are endless. For one, when you love yourself and hold yourself in high regard, you're more likely to do things that serve you well. Self-discipline is a huge part of achieving self-love. So things like exercising, eating healthily, sleeping the right amount of hours every night, limiting alcohol, having healthy relationships. You're showing up in life as the best version of you. Therefore, you can show up for others in that way too. Practicing self-love is also a really important part of establishing healthy boundaries in relationships. When I treat myself with respect, I'm showing others how I want to be treated. I value myself so I'm able to have a really clear understanding of the type of relationship that I seek in order to feel fulfilled. Another reason that self-love is important is It leads to positive self-talk and staying in a high vibration. And when you stay in that high vibe, it increases your ability to succeed. It's the law of attraction type stuff. So failed relationships, ideas, businesses, other ventures can all stem from a lack of self-love and that positive view of self. There are countless other benefits and reasons why self-love matters. But for the sake of time, I want to share a few ways that you can start your self-love journey. Number one, I want you to get really curious about the relationships that you're in, whether it's a romantic relationship or not. Think about whether this person is adding to your life. Are these relationships healthy for you? The path to loving yourself is going to be really rocky if there are toxic people in your life. Now, this takes time to reflect on, and I by no means am saying it's easy to just cut toxic people out of your life. I recommend journaling, meditating, and asking the close ones in your life for guidance, listen to your gut, and think about who are you when you're at your most authentic self. Ask yourself, would you rather have temporary discomfort in ending a toxic relationship or even leaving a toxic work environment or something that's not serving you? Would you rather have that temporary discomfort in ending something or having permanent suffering? Number two, the next thing that you can do is just do something nice for yourself. This could mean anything because we're all unique. But for me, I might sign up for a workout class, get a manicure, go out to dinner with my friend, go for a walk, celebrate something I did that I'm proud of. You get the idea. But doing those things, I'm sending the message to myself that I'm worthy and I'm deserving of these nice things. And it also shows me that I'm able to take care of myself. Another thing I did to practice self-love is I gave myself permission to feel my full range of feelings. I learned to really lean into every emotion, my sadness, and also my joy. I avoided suppressing any feelings because I had found that ignoring those feelings, maybe a tinge of sadness or aggravation, it wasn't really helpful or useful. My emotions were enlightening and they helped me better understand myself. And I also had come to learn that I'm not my feelings and my feelings are not problems to be fixed. So to wrap this all up, 
Self-love is an essential building block of well-being and self-actualization. Also, this concept is just the tip of the iceberg and there's so much more information out there if you're interested. Please know that if self-love seems confusing or any of this seems really hard to access, I totally relate. I only have this spiritual awakening through life experiences, therapy, and my personal growth journey. That said, I am by no means an expert, but I just felt compelled to share what I've learned so far. What I tell myself often is that no one is responsible for my happiness but me. And it begins with loving myself unconditionally. So on that note, I have two reasons to be happy today. Number one, I'm so grateful with how far I've walked down my road to self-love. It's so liberating to not seek that in someone else. And this freedom has truly changed my life. And a second reason to be happy is I heard the birds yesterday morning. They woke me up at like 5 a.m. And it was so crazy because I almost forgot what they sounded like. Spring is on its way. Um, And I had the windows open earlier and my apartment just kind of smells different. It has that spring smell. (laughs) And I swear my apartment has a different scent with each season, but that could just be me. Anyways, that's all for today. Happy Valentine's Day. And I hope you enjoy the day, however you choose to spend it. And if you liked this episode, please feel free to take a screenshot and share it with a friend or post it on social media. I really appreciate you listening. And until next time, bye. 